your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and it's double to the middle of the ring for a double <laughs> choke slam from the brothers of discussion. We, get, <laughs> we should do the inflection different every time. <laughs> for the Mike, brothers are you doing? of destruction. Damn it. Every time I do Destruction. Destruction. All right. Destruction. Matt, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Mike, did you know that if you Google search the Brothers of Destruction, that we will pop up on the 811th page of a Google search? We are moving up the list. Oh, yeah. 811 pages you'll have to go to, uh, which I'm sure we would have, you know, we'd be more popular if we were page 810, because that's where it's at. That's where people, I I don't know about you. Those are the money pages. Yeah, that's the first page I go to. Page 810. It's like when you run a marathon. <laughs> there's like the first 10 are all, you know, like world-class um, mm-hmm. drug abusers. And then there's like uh, the next 100 who are like strong professionals. So we want to be that first lump of marathon runners and the amateurs. That's what we want to be right now. Because <laughs> honestly, Mike, it's not a real website unless your cursor changes and the background is little tiny emoji images that are winking at you. That's... That's a quality website. That's our uh, that's our beers right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of websites, go to bodpodcast.com. Help us jump up the Google list. We're climbing um, that list. We're climbing we're the ladder. O- we're only number one if you search my name or you search uh, my fiance's name because she's uh, listed as an editor. Uh, Mike, I don't think it works if we search your name. So you got to get on that. And, and if you search exactly uh, the brothers of discussion that was a burp you'll see oh. two hits you'll see our website and then it will say did you mean brothers of destruction so you actually <laughs> want to click on our website you hit so many missed keys <laughs> <laughs> did you whoa, mean whoa. totally different vowels and consonants <laughs> actually it does do that for bod podcast so if you Ooh. search BOD podcast, it wants you to go to Bod Pod, which is what you've made a joke of. Oh since no, we started, we're giving a free plug real... to Bod Pod? Yes, it's a real thing. It shows up like B A H D and it's like, did you mean B A H D pod? And it's Bod. Like body. Like oh. that is the cool way to spell body now is Bod. Bod. Look huh. at my Bod. I'm just, I'm so disappointed. I just like saying that. Look at my bod. The H really, either... really helps you emphasize. We should, bod. we should change our name to the Bod Podcast. Ugh. The brothers, analytically, hormonally, I... <laughs> dissecting podcasts. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice acronym. <laughs> that was four words. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do an acronym for podcast? I think so. <laughs> Poop, oranges, donkeys, kitties. Um, Wait, kitties? Amer, Amer tigers. What am I at? 
strawberries, and Tonka trucks. Woo! Yeah. I came up with seven words pretty quick. In no way. I mean, you came up with more than that. You have extra words in there. That was was nine words for seven letters. That was really good. (laughs) Well, after you're done going to BOD Podcast, and, uh, you know, we... We haven't had a lot of subscribers, but please feel free to subscribe to that website or send us a message. We would love to add you to the faction. Uh, but once you're done there and you're listening to the latest episode of uh, Brothers of Discussion, uh, why don't you go on over to iTunes or SoundCloud and subscribe there so we can say hello. We actually have uh, some new subscribers that way, but I don't feel like reading them off and I don't remember and I just realized that was a thing right now. Uh, so we thank you, new subscribers, and, uh, you know, why don't you just go ahead and repost us a few times, because that, uh, that'll help, and, uh, review us on iTunes, and, like, let's get, let's get this show started. And I feel like there should be, like, a song right there, like, when I go, all right, Mike, <laughs> no, enough of this, let's get the show started. Well, we're going to get to him in a little bit. I think what you want to get into, there's a big holiday coming up, and we're not talking about Pi Day. That was yesterday, 3.14. We are talking about (laughs) 3.16. It is this Saturday. It also happens to be some other holiday. What is it? St. Patrick's? Is that today? Tomorrow? Yeah, no, so it's Friday. So it's March 16th is 316. So the real holiday is March 16th, and then there's yeah. like St. Patrick's Day to get you all amped up for it. I'm really hopeful right now that you thought 316 was March 17th <laughs> for some sort of beer, stone-cold correlation. No, no, March 17th will be March 16th. It's a pretty big day. <laughs> Everybody's tuned out now that I've started laughing and cackling. <laughs> um, <laughs> so tomorrow you can yeah. drink a bunch of green beer, and then on March 16th you can drink beer-colored beer like you're supposed or, to. Or it could be today, because um, who knows when you're going to listen to this. That's but true. I hope. That's right. I Probably, since we're recording at 930, we'll probably get more listeners. We'll get our three listeners <laughs> tomorrow morning. <laughs> Well, when do we drink milk-colored beer for Kurt Angle? That's what I want to know. Um, uh, is there one? I don't know. Is there? I mean, there's milk stouts, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's probably just the way the sugar's... Co- I don't know. Nobody cares. Anyway, well, we wanted yes, to, uh, we're celebrating the, Stone Cold. Yeah, the big holiday coming up. I'm kicking a beer back right now. I've got a hop oh. slam you left over here. Um, oh, you, really? Were you saving it for the next time you come over? I yeah i could i could fill it back up halfway with water <laughs> all right yeah that'll work it's still um, gonna be pretty you know, manageable alcohol content <laughs> um but yeah so, you want you asked me uh this I'm, week to prepare a little something um yeah i guess it's it's not a huge shocker i mean there's incredible moments for stone cold steve austin you know while we're celebrating the man with his big day coming up um a lot of them taking place here in the great state of michigan um i i honestly i love you know him stunning the boss and you know flipping the bird 
But I, I still say the top moment I know, for me. I know which two times you were talking about. Talking about. Oh, with that would have uh, worked better if I didn't stutter while I was saying about. Um, <laughs> oh, with Vince. Never mind. Having convulsions on the ring. <laughs> you know, Xavier Woods was channeling that the other day when he got destroyed oh. by the Bludgeon Brothers, which was That's beautiful. wonderful. But. Um, All right. Sorry. No, you're Go okay. Ahead. I will say my favorite moment uh, from Stone Cold is easily when he had to cut a promo after winning King of the Ring. And essentially the first day he really became Stone Cold Steve Stone Austin. Cold. Um, and he was calling out Jake the Snake, you know, you keep thumping your Bible. Well, Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. Woo! And it's not just what he said. It it's the way he said it like i don't know if there's a lot of other people who could have pulled off a fake bible quote and made it seem as scary and intimidating and badass as he did um he wasn't calling that promo out against you know doink the clown he's calling out jake the snake (laughs) like jake the snake roberts he's he's a legend um you know he was um I, he's literally in the Hall of Fame. He's he's a he's a living legend. He has a legend contract. Um, he it's created the Diamond Dallas Page. He created the DDT, which is you know just used and abused by every wrestler today. So Stone Cold wasn't that you know cutting that promo against uh, you know um, who was that bozo who Braun got to beat up and then he got to date Carmella for a while. Um, why am I blanking on the name? I can't think of it either. I'm Maybe sorry. that's a good thing. Yeah. There you go. It's- He's cutting it on a legitimate superstar. Um, uh, WWE. <laughs> is James Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Good old... Friend of the show. Google. Yep. <laughs> friend of the show. Google James friend Ellsworth. of the show. Um, you, should, you should see the pictures that popped up when I searched chinless guy on WWE. <laughs> and also, just so you know, Ryback showed up. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> go, um, go ahead. But yeah, that, I mean, the... The match itself wasn't super awesome. I think Jake, storyline-wise, was supposed to walk in kind of, you know, beat up. Um, and Stone Cold just squashed him um, to become king yeah. of the ring. Um, but, like, the sweat's coming down. And he said ass, which at the time was still pretty shocking. Because, you know, there wasn't... You know, we, we were only a couple years away from, you know, Hulk Hogan, the super G-rated promos. So him for saying ass was one thing. But the way his... Eyes were saying that word. Are you saying motherfucking ass? Uh, when he's saying, I want that piece of trash out of my ring. Oh, um, God. Such a great line. Yeah. It was. <laughs> like, I, I'm so glad I'm not Jake the Snake Roberts having to hear that promo and dragging that sorry carcass out of here. Um, hey, I, what's funny is, uh, like, how. Uh, that that match really was the tailspin of Jake the Snake. Yeah, that <laughs> I mean, was it. He, he did drugs before, but that. That promo was so powerful, we couldn't believe in Jake the Snake again, and neither, you know, neither could Vince. And he just—I mean, I'm laughing. I, right. you know, I, but it's—it's it's true. Yeah, that moment like, was a major point in Jake's life. Like he really just—he he ruined a went down the life. toilet. Like Stone Cold, really. He's like, <laughs> I am a piece of trash. I got to get my ass out of this ring. <laughs> I gotta stop all my Bible thumping. Yeah, nobody told him it was it was kayfabe. He thought it was a real. He thought that was a shoot. Like he was really hurt. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm glad we're. Obviously, we're glad. Glad you know that Jake 
you know, is, is fine now and doing better. And, yeah, of but, course we are. God damn, we're just saying, like, the words of Stone Cold, they were so authentic and genuine. You know, it, uh, you know, talking about him, you know, we know the hell he went through trying to get over in WCW and ECW yep. and being blonde. And then he just said, fuck this and, bl-, you know, shaved his head. Um, and then just turned into an ass kicker instead of the, the ringmaster, which is just <laughs> god awful. So stupid. Who came up with that? Um, but, you know, you talk about, um, turn chicken, your... uh, yeah, talk about your Bible. Talk about turning, as Stone Cold always likes to say, turning chicken shit into chicken salad. Um, mm. he turned that, you know, that ring acumen, that intensity, um, and by God, he, he just skyrocketed his own career with basically one promo. Um, so that's my favorite Stone Cold moment of all time. Uh, Matt, March 16th is two days away. And after that is March 17th. Um, but for March 16th, what is your Stone Cold <laughs> moment? What is Matt, brother discussion, well, brother Matt, what is your Stone Cold moment? I want to I wanna follow, I wanna follow your formula and let everybody know... I'm drinking Bell's Two-Hearted, Ooh. which uh, is, you know, the same as Hop Slam is a, a, a creation from Bell's Brewery. I, I like to think of Hop Slam as like the estranged father uh, to Two-Hearted because it only shows up, you know, one month out of the year. Uh, it's it's older, stronger, you know, it's it's... It's something you know you have you have good memories about, but you know deep down when it leaves you, you just get angry. But too hearted, too hearted is you know that's you. That's you're the you're the one that's being um, tortured by by your father. But you know you're just you're always around. Wow, this I is a dark pop promo. Yeah, this is a dark yeah. promo. Where's this going? Uh, this isn't how I feel about my father, by the way. I just well, I, not, we didn't think that until you just said that sentence. <laughs> hey, I just spent the day with pops. <laughs> with Paul Bearer. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's great! That works perfectly because we're the brothers of discussion, and yeah, our dad's name uh, is Paul Bearer. It's pretty cool. Oops. Yep. Now the whole world knows our dad's name. Oh man, they're gonna look up Paul Bearer on the internet. <laughs> uh, like my favorite, and I've, I I wrote about it. So if you go to bodpodcast.com, you actually see this pop up tomorrow morning as a little bit of a celebration. Uh, but Mike, what I talked about. <laughs> It was a little bit further down the road of being Stone Cold, and it was uh, September of 19... I almost said 2008. September of 2008, Stone Cold was on the ranch that he calls... Uh, uh, Broken Skull. Broken Skull. <laughs> uh, in, in 1998, Stone Cold uh, made a trip to uh, Joe Louis Arena. Oh, I thought you were going to say when he got his neck broken. Yeah, that was my favorite. That was... <laughs> He won a match with a broken neck. What a man! <laughs> a broken freaking neck. Yep. He had a. It was broken in the ring though. Like that's. We're doing. We're doing more than than. Uh, oh wait. Yeah. Kurt Angle's in the ring too. All right. I mean, I'm gonna stop. I'm. I'm not good at improvising with beer. Um. <laughs> yeah, how many of those have you had? Jesus. Just. All right. So one? this is a. There's a Stone Cold moment in there. Okay. What What happened in September? Uh, of so 1998. <laughs> All right, so yeah, September 1998. Uh, Stone Cold has just been screwed out of the WWF championship. 
Wow. Uh, by a cane and Undertaker. And it was a double choke slam from the Brothers of Destruction. Uh, they took him down. Look at this plug. And they both pinned him. They both pinned. So Vince needed a champion the next night. And he was going to make a big announcement while revealing his brand new title. Ooh. So Stone Cold uh, was, was uh, I, I believe, escorted out of the arena. And he needed to find a way to get back in so obviously instead of grabbing his own pickup truck or any other mode of transportation he found a zamboni he put on a disguise at... oh <laughs> yes he pretended he was he put on a, a blonde facility wig. joe lewis facility worker who was like hey is there a game tonight i gotta i gotta get out there but stone cold made his way to the ring and a Zamboni that was Hey, wait a minute. Uh, Is there tagged. a hockey game today? Hey, wait a minute! <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys want me to Zamboni today? Um, Just the so usual, it, it was, Steve. Just the usual. It, wait a minute! <laughs> well, Mike, if I could finish my story, please, can I finish? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I All don't right, really you're care if you interrupt. All right. Um, <laughs> So this, the, I mean, this is a Zamboni being, you know, I'm nine years old at the time, and I'm seeing this Zamboni come to the ring. It's got the Red Wings logo on it. I'm from Detroit, as are you. And I know it's in the Joe. Yep, both and of our it's, parents were Zamboni drivers. Yep. Yep, and it means a lot to us to see when, you know, those Zambonis get uh, that airtime. Because, you know, you can get other ice cleaning machines. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Zamboni's a brand? Oh, I did not. Ice cleaning machine? I did not. Is this like Kleenex? It is very much like Kleenex. Or like a Coca-Cola. We just it because there's no other, there's no other way to think of it but a Zamboni. And that is good branding. If you think, okay, anyway. um, Yeah, whatever. Everybody knows. Stone Cold jumps in the ring, blah, blah, blah. Beats up Vince. Um, I thought it was interesting watching it again. That this is one memory I will never forget. I mean, and I, I've forgotten some major moments in my life. Um, but I'll never forget like, if somebody said Stone Cold and Zamboni or just Stone Cold and Detroit. This is what I would think of. And it's like almost three minutes. This, like the segment of Stone Cold in the Zamboni from where you see him in the Zamboni to where he's dragged out of the arena. It's like three minutes long. Oh, and it wow. is one of the most important moments in my pro wrestling fandom wow. <laughs> that I will never forget. And nine-year-old Matt is here today talking on this podcast because while there were many great Stone Cold moments, that one being in Detroit made it feel like, like it was mine. It made it feel like it was ours because we were watching it together. This was one of those nights where uh, because it was filmed uh, in Detroit, we were allowed to actually watch it live. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that's something where it, it probably means more than any other Stone Cold moment because most of them I didn't see live. I had to watch on the Michael Cole show on Saturday <laughs> or I've seen on YouTube now 10, 15, 20 years later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's going to be fun. That moment's going to be 20 years old come September. Ooh. Yeah. Doesn't that make you feel good? That makes me feel really good. <laughs> Um, That's good. So yeah, well, <laughs> those are some of our favorite I, I, moments. Do we have any interactive stuff for our, our fans here on, on yeah, the Twitter? Yeah, I was hoping uh, if you guys want, I did the same thing on uh, BOD Podcast. 
Um.com. I, I asked uh, for everybody to go ahead and comment once you read the article. You know, comment what your favorite Stone Cold moment was. Give me a little detail. You know, I the this Detroit one is is probably important to a lot of people, but I I hold it near and dear because of the connection with my good brother Mike and uh, of course uh, Detroit. So let us know uh, what you're thinking of and and why it's so important. And um, you know, we might as well get. A good old Twitter poll started as well, so keep an eye on at uh, BOD Podcast uh, to go ahead and submit to the the uh, Twitter post. Uh, and Mike, you know what? This is a good time. This is a good transition. You know what I asked the WWE Universe? What'd you ask? And and we got we uh, let me pull up the most recent statistic on this because uh, I ran it for a while and I hadn't looked at it. But uh, what what I was asking the WWE Universe was I wanted their reaction to John Cena Ooh. fighting The Undertaker. And, and the reason I asked this was because... Why, we don't dis- Matt, why did you ask us? Tell me. We don't, me you, you and I don't disagree very often. Sometimes we do, you piece of shit. And, and, All right, and this, is, this is one of these things where this fucker was like, Oh, I know what I'm talking about. Um, I don't know why I said fuck. I feel bad about saying fucker already. I'm sorry. I love you. Um... But one thing we didn't agree on was uh, Fuck John Cena, The Undertaker, yeah. and I i was a fan, uh, or not. Let's get to the point, I'm not man. Excited What's the for point? It. What'd this guy say? What'd you say? Oh, you ruin everything. Damn it. <laughs> you, think it's, you think it's a waste of time. Um, uh, and I, I thought that it would be okay for The Undertaker to get his last match to be a victory over Cena. Um, so I pulled the WWE Universe. Uh, so there, there's two different things I want to point out here. One, I think positively and negatively, it's it's very close. It's kind of 50-50. But we're seeing 49% of the WWE Universe thinks this is a proper send-off for The Undertaker. Ugh. Uh, 22%, so... 22% think it's a waste of time, and 29% think it ruins the last year. Now, th- those are interesting because those are both sort of uh negative to what the question was and what your answer would be yeah and it's more fun to ask that instead of saying do you think negatively or do you think positively um but that means more people think uh this is this is think of this match negatively than uh than positively so i think the wwe universe while more people voted that this is a proper send-off uh based on the three answers you know you've kind of got You've kind of got a, a, a is a Ralph Nader wow. type of situation. Ralph Nader reference. Good God. <laughs> uh, because I basically set myself up for victory here by putting two different negative results and then my my thoughts. So I, I kind of cheated to get everybody to agree with me. But um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll concede and say, smart. I'll say you won uh, because me too. it's 51, 51 percent. <laughs> That's, that's the important thing. That's the story I'm telling. Yeah, they agree that in some fashion, this is this is not a good idea for John Cena, The Undertaker, or WrestleMania. Well, um, let's look at it two ways. Um, my my opinion was, you know, it's the age old story of wrestling. We covered it last week. Let the let the old guard, uh, you know, get over the new guard. You know, maybe. Uh, let Finn Balor carry a match with The Undertaker. Let Seth Rollins pin Cena, you know, at, at WrestleMania. Something like that. Um, let Strowman fight Miz. You know, get all those guys doing something important. Um, 
Instead, you're kind of reshuffling the deck here. You're you're doing a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Belt, um, and you're going to let Cena and Undertaker battle each other. Okay. So, ultimately, yes. we watch wrestling to be entertained. So we we don't get that option where we get the the old guard passing up to the new one. That's out. So are we going to be entertained by Cena and Undertaker? It's two guys who, at this point in their careers, I think at WrestleMania, half the fun is going to be their entrance. Um, <laughs> who knows how many, you know, smoke machines and, and tombstones and, you know, bats on wires hanging from the ceiling we're going to have for The Undertaker. <laughs> um, it's going to look like the end of Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I think. Um, and then for Cena, who knows how many other, like, you know, white guys in caps he's going to have, you know, uh, you know, wearing jorts, just knighting him down the down the ramp. Um, I don't know. We saw Cena recently. He looked, like, he looked a step slower, but according to Cena's promos and uh, Mrs. Undertaker's Instagram, Undertaker's never been in this great shape. Um, he's working out. Uh... So, ultimately, it becomes, no, is it going to be an entertaining match? Uh, do we have... Okay, here's... here's Alright, here's where you could quibble, right? Yeah. Um, I think the past couple WrestleManias, we've had tons of people injured. And now this this card is so stacked, I literally... I, I'm, I don't know when we're going to go to the bathroom. Because there's, there's no match that I want to miss. I'm probably just going to piss my pants while we're watching WrestleMania. Um, the, oh, cool. The seven-hour extravaganza. Um, so it'll be while you're in line... To get yeah, uh, whatever. I mean, we're going to watch it. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, you're going to get to see Undertaker versus Cena. Is it them in their prime? No, but it's it's okay. It's okay for me. Uh, I'm going to be entertained. It's it's my 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 complaining with having the, you know, the old guys, you know, give, you know, maybe Finn and Seth a good match at Mania. We don't need it because those guys are actually going to fight for a strap. So that's okay. So if this is just a filler match, it means, you know, maybe it's it's not something prominent on the card where, you know, you wouldn't want to see Finn or Seth fight him, maybe, you know, fight Undertaker at this point of his career, at, you know, for five yeah. minutes or ten minutes. This is something that can be mostly entrances, and then the, the actual in-ring competition can be, you know, maybe five or ten minutes. So that's okay. I, I, I mean, you kind of stole my thunder where if I, I had a rebuttal, that I mean, that's it, is... Undertaker already lost to someone. Um, it's just going to look even worse now. I mean, if they, if you can put two clunky guys in the ring, at least they you're like, oh, that's nothing new for Cena. Like, it's yeah, of course he fell over trying to do some sort of springboard stunner. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it's just I think things are different where we talk about you know uh, the send off for an old for the old guard and i think that's what cena's in the in the middle of is is really helping people have their send off but um you know and that, and that goes against the point of him letting undertaker win that has nothing to do with it but i think the undertaker send off is just a little different um only because and I, I watched when i was watching my stone cold videos and undertaker one popped up that was him talking about um sticking around he had opportunities to go to WCW and he stayed. Right. And he did that was one of the few times Undertaker came out and he wasn't wearing anything Undertaker. He wasn't even wearing the the you know, the biker taker. Like 
It was just him and Sweats. And he came out, did a, a shoot promo, and, uh, you know, it was, it's great. It's I think it's one that wrestling fans remember, if they're as old as we are. Um, and you, you said right, so I'm assuming you, you remember it. Um, but, that's, I mean, it's just, it's a guy who showed a lot of loyalty. Um, he's given way more to this company than I think anybody has, um, considering when you look at a guy like Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan, they're giving a lot to the business, not just this company. Uh, and, I, and nothing wrong with that, um, because they, you know, they went where the money was, and I don't blame anybody. I'm definitely the guy that if I was offered a ton of money right now to, to switch whatever I'm doing now, I'd definitely do it. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with that. Well, I think here's the question. Boom. Here's but what it becomes. Under- if, oh, my God. If Undertaker, because you're kind of winding up there, let me let me bring you back. <clears throat> when When is this going to be? I just slam my two-hearted because of that. Go ahead. When's this going to be over? This year. This is it. Does he win then against Cena and then ride off into the sunset? Yeah. You want to do? Let me do some fantasy booking. Make this make you feel better. You ready for this? I'm ready. This is a, this is another part where we need a song or something where it's like fantasy booking. Oh no. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so, um, fantasy Undertaker's... booking. No one gives a shit. All right, go ahead. Undertaker's gonna come out. Are you ready for this? I In... am waiting for this. In basketball shorts. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm kidding. He's gonna come out not in his Undertaker gear. I'm not. He's I'm gonna not gonna tell you in what a it is. Green T-shirt like Cena. <laughs> Just a green the T-shirt. The promo of his life. <laughs> With his cheeks hanging out. People rushing the stage to drag him back. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. No. Um. The way that this is gonna work out is Undertaker doesn't have to do a single effing promo on the way to WrestleMania. Cena's going to play this out as I want to fight Undertaker. Right. And the WWE's already done a great job of setting this up as, like, we don't want you to fight Undertaker. Uh, because He's when too old. Cena first, when he first said it, the WWE didn't post anything on Twitter. Or, like, they just, they, they no-sold it, and they're just like, John Cena's going to challenge, you know, wants to go to WrestleMania. What's he going to do? And it was brilliant. Like, at the time, I was thinking, I can't believe they didn't say anything about The Undertaker. But now, you can see it's part of story. Because Cena even said it in his last promo. So they continue this uh, going along as their story. And Cena's just begging The Undertaker to show up. And I even say, it goes to WrestleMania, and even till almost the end of the night. Because Cena's going to go out there, I'm telling you, he's going to go out there once. And The Undertaker won't come out. And we'll get booze. It'll be, you know, I'll laugh. I'm gonna be laughing hysterically, but he'll head, uh, uh, he'll head back. I'm really interested then, to see. Cena. Oh, oh go my ahead. God. What, Matt? Oh, There's more. Wow. Jesus. How long is this fantasy booking? All right, go ahead. It's an hour long. Oh, God. This is. It's. It takes a long to fantasy book something that's done right. If you can do a two-second fantasy booking, you're doing it wrong. Christ. All right, Matt. So, goes the whole night. Christ. All right, what happens? All right, then he comes back out. Undertaker comes out, and they fight. And he comes out with, like, his family. Undertaker's whatever. family or, comes or, out? Or, wait, no, his wife comes out to, like, yell at John Cena 
And then Undertaker's like, <laughs> he comes walking out to stop his wife, and then and then they have a fight, think, and then the Undertaker you, wins, and he waves goodbye. Do you think Undertaker is Andrade Cien Almas? What are you talking? His wife, Selena Vega, is not going to come out and defend the Undertaker. What are you What are you talking about? <laughs> maybe that could be. Maybe that maybe could be part of the 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 run to WrestleMania. His wife's not going to come out and be like, leave Britney alone. That's not what's going to happen. That's, that could totally happen. She knows the business. She could come out. Well, maybe. Uh, I, look, it, it's just something to, to keep some, you know, it, it keeps Roman and him knocking off The Undertaker. It keeps that legit. And then The Undertaker can still come out and give his little howdy-do and, and win. Howdy, I mean, howdy, it's, howdy, like, howdy. it's like Rocky, um, Rocky Five. That's the worst Rocky Remember? of all. But yeah, go no, ahead. it's still good. If you watch it like knowing, you watch it with a different like perspective. Like watch it as like a whole. Like watch it as you're watching like the, movie is the a last whole. act. You're you're watching the last act of the Rocky saga, and and this it's an old guy who's like, oh, I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna give it one more shot. You know, like it's 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 beautiful. I liked it's Rocky. Beautiful. I liked Rocky Balboa. That was a good movie. Yeah, then do that. Think of that. Then do Rocky what's Balboa. With, uh, what's the one with Michael B. Jordan? What's that one called? Oh, Apollo Creed. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's called Apollo Crews. Oh. Sorry, I, that wasn't funny at all. You want to hear something um, uh, surprising, too, about Undertaker? Like how we're trying to figure out how to fantasy book him on this year's Mania? Yeah. I watched last year's WrestleMania. Um did you did you did you remember that Undertaker was the last match of the night? That awful bumbling, like broken man, had to close the show and leave his stuff in the ring. That was the last image we got. I don't remember that being the last match, but I mean, wow. I just probably haven't given it any thought since. So I mean, but yeah, are you gonna watch forty year old Cena and fifty plus year old Undertaker close the night, or are you gonna watch that and see like real wrestling with AJ and Nakamura? I mean, I think, Mike, nobody can end a WrestleMania except for Roman Reigns. Ha! That's true. You doofus. Yeah, I screwed up. <laughs> I know. This is embarrassing. AJ's going to pull right. the curtain. He's... I'm going to delete everything we just recorded. He's going cool, to He's gonna cool over. the crowd down after the uh, tag team ladder match from SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what would really cool everybody down, Mike. If they let Nakamura grab a microphone oh, and boy, try and oh tell... Yeah, I, I, I love Nakamura, and this is this is my weird transition into this. I think it's an okay transition. I'm gonna go with it. Yeah, Mike, <clears throat> we got two promos this week. Oof. One, uh, neither one of the pro wrestlers they were they were talking with gave the right reaction. Um, and two, I there's got to be a better way because we understand Nakamura on the back, right? Yeah, it seems sort like of? he's... I don't know why they make him, like, growl, and I, I don't know what they're doing. Um, I think he's just too excited, and he goes out there... Like, when he did that and... promo, wasn't that just one week ago when he did the Nakamura Day that he was singing? Nakamura Day. Like, that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then this week, I, I don't know what he was talking about. WrestleMania, dreams, I'm dreaming, it's... I'm champion, like... Yeah, it's like he said the the uh, the dream is to beat AJ Styles for the champ for the championship, and I I just 
I don't know. Like, even AJ looked at him and was like, what? <laughs> like, I was... <laughs> like, that was the wrong... Yeah, I don't you know. know what, was... You know what? They had uh, they had two shots at this. Uh, they screwed it up on, you know, with uh, Asuka. And she came out and said, I don't know what she's talking about. Queens and empresses. Why did they make yeah, Why did be, they make Asuka say empress? To be the woman, empress? you got to beat the woman. Yeah, that was that I part I, I was know. okay with. Why would you make her say empress? I, beyond me. But so we tried draft 1 and uh, you know, she butchered it. We, you know, we had a week before where I think it was even, I think even this past week, it's, it's happened twice now where Alexa just, well, let's go with the racist route. So then, then after that fell apart, they said, well, AJ, just kind of stand there and be like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, okay. Neither of those work. I don't know why this is the only thing they could think of. Like, you literally just wait one more day of your life and go to Wednesday and see what they did with Ciampa. I don't know if that guy can cut a promo. I know that he's gotten the crowd to react by doing nothing. <laughs> Why can't we integrate that exact same mentality with a face? Like, that's what Asuka and Nakamura are all about. They're they're not about, you know, their mumbles on the microphone. They're they're about their ferocity in the ring. Yeah. Why why can't we adopt that same thing that we did with Ciampa? I, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just... it's What they're doing is accidentally, or maybe even on purpose, killing these characters to a point, like... I don't... It's almost like they're trying to... And I, I do, okay, I'm not saying they're for sure doing this, but how ugly it was, it's almost like they're trying to prove a point. Do you know what I mean? See? Like, you guys wanted Japanese superstars? This is what it's like! Okay, you wanted it. Yeah. You wanted these. It's like, no, we don't want them cutting WWE style promos. We just want them right. kicking ass in the ring. Right. And that that goes back to anything that's worked on on Monday Night Raw is, you know, it's not it's never been about repeating a formula. And even though they'd argue with us and because we keep watching, I think what we're always hoping for is that one moment where it's different. And and that's that's where that show really shines yeah. and maybe maybe it shines because we get so much of the same garbage and every now and then we can hope for some some gold yeah, in that just, pile of garbage you know Matt, but just really some those two weird promos and I, I also it really sucks what they're making alexa do right now um yeah like her character she's just like a weird high school bully like she seemed like a legitimate intellectual you know up to this point and now she's cutting like mean girls promos against you know the most physically imposing star on the roster like naya and then they butchered her side of the argument too where she's crying you're crying like this is wrestling you don't see braun Strowman crying you know he's he's just out there wrecking stuff and tipping things over why couldn't naya do that like they they let her throw a chair and knock clothing over that was cool and then she's just bawling her eyes out? I, no. I, I think to get Nia over, it would have been, you know, emulate what they're doing with Braun. Let her just look I like dis- an angry badass. No, I disagree. Why? Wholeheartedly. Why do you want her bawling? It just ruins her legitimacy. She just looks like a big it, clown. 
I think it goes right back to what I just said with the, the you know, doing something different. I, I don't need to no, see... No, that's not I mean, different, it's just, though. That's what we're used to in the women's division. Just, like, crying no, and no, pouting no. in the ring. Mm-mm. Because then, then she's Beth Phoenix. Um, China. Because, uh, like, we have to give her some depth. Like, like it's okay to, to like, to have those struggles. Like, I, right now, Naya is the deepest character we have because nobody else in, on the roster will open up emotionally obviously none of the male superstars none of the female superstars have that are on the roster right now i think maybe we've seen like natalia break down a few times but it's like they scream in the ring and you know they get really pissed um and they scream you know when the i think the, you're totally missing the mark like they're this is what they think women do like they get upset and just start crying that's not what any of these women do no, but it's it's what people do, and I I don't think that's a problem to say that these are people. Like th- that's that's totally fine, I, and I I don't I don't mind getting closer to what you know these these people are. Like, do you they, remember remember you can when make a sympathetic no, strong character? No, because remember when Enzo and Big Cass were fighting, and there was the first betrayal, and it wasn't immediate tears like what they did with Naya. Like it built up to that, and then it was a real moment like when the tear was going down Enzo's cheek when he felt that his best friend in the business had let him down for selfish reasons. That's how you do it. You don't just have Naya just start crying like a baby. It just happened. She should still be anger. You know, like five stages of grief. Like you don't just burst into tears. You're still kind no, of incredulous. I... This has been something bubbling over for a while, though. Like, we've talked about Naya and Alexa going at it uh, for months. So, I mean, this is just... What are you talking about? This just started. She's kind of... No. She's cut some subtle promos about, you know, acting differently and you're, you know, you're kind of the muscle for me. But this is the first time she's really, like, openly, admittedly yeah. cut her down. That's the whole point i just made like you you build it up slowly and you get frustrated and then it just hits a tipping point yeah, but this is the first I think time that's what you're watching this is the first time where it's open yeah but you don't want to see her start crying three weeks from now this is where she makes the change this that was her character evolving and changing into what will be the person that's going to fight her at wrestlemania i mean it's the same thing if you watch spider-man get bit uh on the hand by a radioactive spider that's the metamorphosis she just went through to become the the hero that we're gonna cheer for. Uh, I, I, no, because I I think to really get you into the story, the first thing you see shouldn't be her crying. It should be you know you see her kind of get determined and then work her way up to you know letting out that emotional outburst, like maybe yeah, a, maybe a tear just... shot at WrestleMania or something like that, but not. You were mean to me, and I'm just going to start crying because you said some mean girl stuff to me over, you know, a video monitor. Mm. I still, I don't know. I, I think you're looking at it wrong because you're, you're, you're looking at it from what we were used to on WWE and what, like, a, here's what a tough guy should be. And I, I, I don't know. I, I like the idea that the WWE is saying, you know, and it, it, it's something that a lot of, of media has adopted too. Is is this, you know, it's okay to cry, kind of stuff. I, I, I just, 
like it's acting and it's a show but you know if we could if we could teach everybody frustration and and and, and emotion is okay I, I i i don't know putting it down to me just it just doesn't it doesn't work for me i i, I like this it this sounds I, like I think the it's most different. tired women's story ever like it's about looks it's terrible it's about looks there's crying like this is the most cliche like women's diva storyline that they could have done like they like in back-to-back promos like alexa got to be racist for asuka and then she got to be a you know a mean girl and then naya got to start crying it was definitely a departure from what we're gonna see you know between like Shayna baszler and ember moon for example or it's just two women who want to be you know champions you know getting revenge on each other and beating the crap out of each other this is this is this is diva storyline i just uh, i i disagree i think it's fine to to explore some depth with these characters and like like i said i think it's i think it's good for how many people and kids look up look up to these superstars to see to see that idea that you know it is it is okay to open up and cry uh when you get frustrated but i I still think it's a major change in her character and and we're just i don't but it's not just finally just like tears of betrayal she's like wiping her eyes and like being super melodramatic with it It... i didn't say she's a great actress i'm just saying you have a problem with the writing and i i don't think there's a problem with the the writing or the booking uh i think i think if if we're talking about are these ladies the best actresses in the world no they're not um i mean it's it's you know it's probably something maybe if she overdid it but to say that i I don't know to say there's anything wrong with the characters going through changes like this and especially one i can't remember seeing on wwe programming i'm fine with it and i again i was i was cheering for it to happen i i figured once i saw those two in the back doing a promo together i got excited yeah i think we're both uh like the problem here is we're both looking at like two different ways two different perspectives of this storyline i i don't know i i might be leaning towards like uh, i'm focusing on one area and then you know uh, yours is is a different one and i I just i I think that's the best way to leave it i i I don't know we've been talking about it for like a half hour now yeah (laughs) i mean we got some weeks here to you know, do some recovering. I, I think, you know, WWE in recent past has done a pretty good job of, you know, making adjustments on the fly. So we'll see what they do. Um, yeah. But we kind of alluded to, you know, there's these flaws with Asuka and Nakamura, their promos this week. Um, I think it kind of helps to sashay into what was probably the two best hours of TV um, for WWE, which unfortunately are not on basic cable. you got to get on the network. Uh, <laughs> yep. You gotta watch NXT and 205 Live this week. Um, I want to start with uh, 205 Live. Uh, they're doing it. I, I I don't know if they're gonna start including a like 205 Live Tag Team Championship uh, just to get more of those guys having some you know actual stakes in the matches, getting more of them on TV. But god damn, um, I thought Hideo Itami and Akira Tozawa when they battled um, this new Luchador best buddy group. Um, yeah. Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado. I, you know what? I this show was in Detroit, and I, I was, I was a little embarrassed for our city. Um, 
Because I know you're sitting there at Monday Night Raw in Detroit at uh, Little Caesars Arena, and my God, you're probably sitting there for, what, five hours watching wrestling? And you were also supposed to get Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar, which couple no shows made me, yeah, made me buy a, a ticket. Yep. And I, you know, I, I'm gonna. I know this is off topic. Yeah. If that's storyline, that's fucked up. I know we didn't have that on our list to talk about. I was swearing up a storm, not about them not being on on my TV. But I mean, I was looking at fucking buying tickets to that because they were advertised as being there. I don't know if you get mad because it is storyline. I don't know if you get mad because those two are just all re- like Rhonda is fucking up. Like if her whole thing is to to get us on her side and sh- and she had something come up that pulled her away, what the fuck? Well, is that I already I, don't I, I already don't want her to win because of I that. I kind of like I, that pissed I me kinda off. I kind of like the the Lesnar angle cuz I think that this is finally something that um, Roman has been getting, you know, maybe forty percent booze and sixty percent cheers since the storyline started. What was the angle for Ronda? Did they ever announce why she didn't show up? I'm pretty sure they acted like it just like they just swept it under the rug. I, I don't I don't remember seeing anything about mentioning. Now, granted, again, I'm watching the whole show on my phone and I'm not looking at closed captioning, so hmm. <laughs> I could have. Uh, but. Uh, the fact that you advertise that they're going to be there, and that's on the marquee outside of Little Caesars Arena. Yeah, it's a little, uh, bit of a bugger. They're not there. Yeah, that's. I know. I know. I know. It's part of WWE. It's always been on their tickets. Card subject to change. But don't make a point of it a week before that they will be there. Don't miss the show. And then we hit hour three, and there's no Ronda, there's no Brock. Yeah, you could see what they tried to do there, um, throwing Vince in. Um, I feel like he's had some sort of presence on a couple of the most recent Detroit appearances, um, at least for Raw. Um, yeah. It looks like they tried to throw us a bone by putting the old man in there, but... Yeah. <sighs> I'd rather see Brock and Ronda at this point. Um, I need to see some more promos out of Ronda and have her like you said, kind of prove herself to the, the you know, wrestling fan. Um, and I, I feel stupid because I feel like this is when I hired people uh, back where I used to work, and then they would fuck up once, and then I'd make the argument, come on, let's give them a second chance. And then they'd, you know, stop showing up to work for like a whole week, and then I'd have to be the ass that, you know, calls VPs, and I'm saying, hey, I was wrong, this person stopped showing up, I'm an asshole that's what this is and i know i don't want to talk about it too long i want to get back to 205 live and nxt but damn it all if there's anything that made me super angry this week it was that shit and i i think it needs to stop and i know it's a good way to get people to buy tickets i know it's a good way to get people to tune in but this is the opposite of like you know wcw trying to like oh here's Here's the main event. Uh, better not tune in to Mick Foley. What a doofus he is winning the WWE Championship. Like, that was that was just plain old stupidity. But this is this is wrong. This is this is bad business. This is something that if this was like an advertisement for a product, and then Walmart was just like, oh fuck, no, we don't have it. Like that goes to the Better Business Bureau. You know? Oh my God. I'm dead serious. Well, 
It does. I don't know. People get boo boo, and they get I, they get I, fined for the that. The real issue is Ronda. I I am okay with what happened with Brock. That's 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 a work. They're trying to get you mad, uh, but Ronda is is kind of inexcusable. So hope, hopefully she's okay, and it was you know just some weird storytelling quirk. But uh, we'll have to find out. Well, I want to go into the positives because you know I I do this podcast with you. You know I I sit and watch this wrestling programming every week shit and i uh sometimes you get rewarded and and that's what i feel like i got this week again um i felt i felt guilty for how the crowd treated that tag match on 205 live because those guys were killing it man um if you haven't sat down and just watched grand metalik um work the top ropes you you're in for a treat the first time you do i uh yeah. i stopped people at work because i was i was re-watching it on my phone and showing them I don't even know how to describe it. He's like tiptoeing, doing 360s. Um, uh, goodness gracious, what is that? Uh, what does that move Undertaker does, where he he walks the walks the ropes? Old school. It's like yeah. Grand Metalik was doing that, um, but doing 360s on the second rope. Then he does a springboard off the second rope, hits somebody, and then he goes back into the same spot and allows Dorado to la- launch himself off of him. And the guy was flying through the air like Superman. Um, to tackle the other um, opposing tag team, um, nice. just like Roman. Yeah, it was incredible, man. It was, those were like <laughs> real feats of strength, and the crowd could not have been more bored. It was just complete crickets, and I was in my living room just going, "Wow! Oh my God! Wow! Like this, these are incredible spots. Um, like the the action was was I- perfect. I I thought these guys had outstanding chemistry, like. If if they, uh, I know they're trying to make this two hundred five live take off. I don't know if it ever will, but man, like once we get this weird Monday Night Raw tag team thing settled um, with Braun, and by the way, is he gonna tag with Elias at WrestleMania? I think it's going that after way. He, but I think after Braun's he buried gonna, the entire division. <laughs> yeah, I think Braun's going to fight by him. Like, he's going to lead it on like he's fighting by himself. But I don't know how there's... With the way that they feud... Yeah. And I'm not saying there's anything they've led on to that they will be a tag team. But history says that's, that's what's happening. Well, once that storyline's over... I, you know when they used to have the Lucha Dragons? Um, and it was Kalisto and Sin Cara? And you'd always watch yeah. Sin Cara, you know, go off the ropes, and you're like, man, what if he didn't botch every single move? Like, that's what Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado are. Those guys yep. never miss the mark. Every single spot is just perfect. Um, no, I and those those uh, like ever since I saw Lince in the uh, in the tournament, like I've I've fallen in love. This that guy, that guy's amazing. And I'm not sure which one of them came from Lucha Underground or if they both did, but uh, man, those are those are good pickups, and those are guys that know like the drama in the business too. So it'll be interesting to see if if they get you know if they get these tag titles coming out, um, if they can get some screen time and really you know show you know what you know what's you know would be fine by me. What? Let them do damn fucking spanish promo and just put you know have have him go in the back and do a promo in spanish because this is 205 live and then just have subtitles 
why is that so why is that so hard they can get passionate and and just you know all we need to do is hope that the wwe universe can read yeah, that's uh, I don't know. I, that's I, not a terrible I, I think... idea. That's that's you know the something you could bring to two hundred five live or SmackDown, the land of opportunity. Um, like it, it, it sucks because it's too late for Nakamura. Because then if they do that, it's a reaction. So, I think the thing to do is to try it out with two hundred five live or NXT and just. Yeah, they did. See... They did do that in some a lot of the promos for the the tournament. Um, in the 205 Live Cruiserweight uh, tournament. Oh, that's right. They would do voiceovers and let those guys speak in their native tongues, and then somebody would come on and uh, translate. Um, and that enhanced it for there, me. It, it added to the authenticity. I didn't feel like I was listening to a character. I felt like I was listening to the man, you know, like, describe his journey. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is this is our new WWE universe that has... Um, I don't know if you saw that the, the fabulous Moolah battle royals oh, they changed the name. the name change yeah the that goes along with you know talking about alexa and how she handles oscar like this the wwe universe should be just as angry about you know the fact that you can't have someone come out that speaks a different language and not get treated poorly uh how about let's just let them speak their native tongue no big deal we can all read yeah, I'm okay with that. I mean, if you're watching like clips of New Japan and those guys speaking Japanese, I don't, I don't think anyone's turning it off because I have to maybe read a subtitle about what the guy's saying. And and nobody told AJ that every single one of his promos in New Japan had to be in Japanese. Yeah, yep, that's a he good point He could too. go out there and do an English promo. Yeah. So what the what the fuck? I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just What's a maybe it's us? just a weird thing to to put on TV. We don't we don't produce television programs, but I don't yeah. know. It sounds like it'd be a benefit to the talent at least. And if we you know start to have a an affection for the talent, that's how they you know start selling merch and you know have have more interesting matches. So yeah, because yeah. we we both know that this is an entertainment company above all else. Yeah. Um. But. Do companies that make movies or TV shows stop? You know, like, do they not do subtitles when they're in a foreign country or they have someone that speaks a foreign language yeah, I mean, on their I mean, show uh, or their movie? Yeah, you're right. Like, it's a regular uh, thing. Like Quentin Tarantino does it. That guy makes oodles of money, and he's American, making American movies. So, yeah, that's. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they'll maybe they'll get to that point. Um, again, uh, it's another thing. Me... Uh, cross the fingers here. Yeah, I'll jump. I'll jump into the two things I liked on Two Hundred Five Live. Was uh, it? It looks like uh, Gallagher is starting. Uh, uh, see, I'm not familiar with uh, Rockstar Spuds like situation um, or Drake Maverick, but uh, he's definitely changing. Uh, uh, Jack Gallagher is, and and he showed it in his last match. Kind of just dominated. It was something where I looked down for a minute, and I looked back up, and the match was over. Yeah. So, I I apologize. I I I, I missed what happened, but in the end, Gallagher just stared down the camera, and then he stared down Drake Maverick. So something's going on there, and and I I don't I don't again I'm not familiar if there's an injury. Or, I mean, that's that's probably something I should have looked up before I started talking about it. But what I liked was where they're going with Jack Gallagher. 
he's not going out there anymore with the umbrella and this you yeah, know it's not mary is... poppins anymore it looks like he right. know, has an interest in winning matches um yeah the only bummer is there... some of his like comedic shenanigans were legitimately funny um so um he's got new felt pants i, I don't know how i feel about the ring attire yeah. but uh pretty sweet uh, <laughs> i don't mind you know what's really fun who is the casting director who has to find somebody who can get squashed for a 205 live wrestler? You know what I mean? Yeah, that that was that was the fun. You got to find a 105 like, oh, this wrestler. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, this poor record. But uh, uh but on top of did that, did you like yeah, the Cedric, Cedric Alexander Allen. and Roderick yep. Strong match? Yeah. That that was fun. Um, I, I we were talking about it before we started this this podcast, but I I thought you know the booking is kind of weird because their finishers are 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 similar. Yeah. I I just um from that perspective i'm st- I'm still fine uh they actually if they had more time they probably could have used that in the booking um somehow there's got to be some way but uh overall that match was extremely entertaining and i i love both of those guys um and i i, I think we got our answer about roderick strong and what he was going to do after he lost in the tournament um and i think we'll talk about that in a minute yeah on uh, nxt but you know they they they're setting up this tournament. If you're listening to uh, the announcers, and forgive me again, something I'm not familiar with is the announce team on 205 Live. We spent an episode talking about oh, it. Still, and I forgot yeah, you still already. Get, uh, Nigel is is on there. Yes, Nigel. That's Nigel right. Nigel um, So he he made the comment when this match started that Cedric Alexander was the favorite. Everybody in this tournament, and um, you know, and, and it makes sense. Uh, it. it he he definitely shows why the athleticism uh the storylines that that he can actually mix in with that cruiserweight style i don't i don't want to say it's a lucha style but he's definitely flying all over the ring um and and uh, to build up to build up a story like that over a guy that is really what they were considering was you know the the i don't know the cinderella story you know he just comes to 205 live to see you know oh let's see what this tourney's all about and then he you know he makes it this far yeah if he wins this match he goes to wrestlemania and uh it's just it, it was great to see him battle this out really make roderick looks look strong yeah <laughs> and and then uh you know to sell the guy who's favored to win this tournament because uh, I, I mean this is the same kind of stuff we saw in the um the, the straight up cruiserweight tournament um is cedric alexander just doing a great job of selling making everybody else look good and and, and him you know he's coming out on top most more often than not and uh and, and just you know i'm looking forward to seeing what uh i think next week we get mustafa ali mm-hmm. and drew gulak yeah is that right yeah um but yeah i i i i think it's definitely pointing uh pointing towards mustafa ali um, and I think, I think we're going to get a face first face for the title at WrestleMania, which I don't think anybody has a problem with, uh, in a tournament style. Um, that'd be the only reason I think Drew Gulak would win is just to have a face versus a heel. I, I don't know if there's enough time on 205 Live to even build up promos, so I don't see the point in doing that. No. Uh, that would be that would have to be two weeks of 205 Live promos. Yeah. Uh, probably won't happen. Nope. No. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, and and the way they're building up Mustafa Ali is, you know, I I'm I'm the kid who got bullied, um, you know, and they're and they're bringing in as as bad as SmackDown and Raw are doing uh, in race relations, 
uh, Mustafa Ali's character is being built up because of his ethnicity and getting beat up. I just, I thought that was, I thought that was cool to take that, and he's using that as his motivating factor. Yeah, he's not you know, stuck he, wearing a turban or riding a camel. Like, just let the guy be a person. He just, that happens yeah. to be his name. That's not a freaking identity, you know? And that, that is, that was another wonderful point. I, like, the fact that his name is Mustafa Ali and he's a face is, because I know he started as a heel uh, when he first, you know, started fighting in 205 Live. Um, and, and you can see how easy the transition can be made. Uh, probably because nobody watches 205 Live. Right. But still, uh, it, it's there. And when you had that opportunity, they took it. And now they've got, you know, two guys that are going to go at it. You've got your for sure face, your for sure heel. And I think everybody's going to be rooting in the same direction. Either way, I'm hoping Mustafa Ali, Cedric Alexander, that match should be amazing. And if you are not watching 205 Live I, and you have the network, geez. Um, what you should be doing is... waste of money. Like... There's so much entertainment in the world, and you think, why should I watch this if WWE's barely promoting it? Um, hey, I'm doing two things at once. I'm watching it on my phone and then watching Sony in Philadelphia. So oh, my God. It's, uh, it's possible, everybody. Well, I, ju- I just mean that, like, as a real wrestling fan, you, you need to see the skill of these guys. Um, you shouldn't just limit yourself to, like, a rushed match on Monday Night Raw. It's a, you know, a nine-on-nine tag match where everybody... You know, gets in and does a moonsault and then tags out. Um, part of the reason this tag match was so good, and part of the reason that singles match that you watched was so good is, you know, they were like, they had time to tell a story. Um, so that's that's the real benefit of watching two hundred five live. You get to see these incredible athletes, you know, do the thing that we profess to love so much, which is professional wrestling. So give it a shot. Um, I wasn't disappointed this week, so. What's the other thing we got to tell everybody to keep watching if they're not? Holy crap, like, Don't dude. give up on yet. Man, NXT. I, if you, if you, if you are a casual wrestling fan, uh, or if you want to get someone into wrestling, just let them watch one hour of programming a week. Just give them NXT. Uh, yeah. I was just thoroughly entertained, uh, top to bottom, for this show. Um, the tag match, the women's division they incorporated, and then, you know, obviously the, the main event storylines. Um, that Otis of Heavy Machinery, um, forgive me, uh, all I can think of is Angelo Dawkins. I can't remember the name of the other member of Street Profits. He, they bring a solo cup to the ring, and he passed it to Otis. Um, the little chubby cannonball man. That's, that's kind of how I like to describe him. And he took us, yeah. you know, before he took a sip, the crowd was getting into it, chanting, drink, 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 drink. And he downed it. And then he started to see his leg jiggle like he was getting Popeye energy. And then he started, you yeah. know, gesturing like he, you know, he's blowing the horn on a truck. The doot, you know, it got him all fired yeah. up. Um, so they got to do their cool spot where they um, basically used one man as a javelin against the other. Um, heavy machinery doing offense against the Street Profits. Um, it's just, it, it, the reason the match was a success for me is I was bummed out whoever lost, um, because I, I like the Street Profits, I hate their name, I hate that, you know, they're black, so they have to have something street or hood or crime time, you know, like, why do they have to be the Street Profits? I, I don't know. That's WWE, I guess, for you. Um, 
yeah, the guys are. I think we brought up that problem a couple times. Yeah. They're super <laughs> charismatic, though. The crowd really seems to like them. Uh, the one of the fun pops was they actually got Nigel McGuinness dancing to their to their antics. <laughs> um, but a super huge bummer for Heavy Machinery fans who are, you know, that tag team's out now in the first round of the Dusty yeah. Rhodes Classic. Um, yeah, definitely a bad pick for a first round matchup. Yeah, I wish we could have you know second rounded that one for sure. I agree. Um, and then we got we got some pretty cool. <laughs> I thought were kind of funny wrinkles. Um, like ladies wise, we got to see, um, Lacey Evans and Dakota Kai go at it, and Dakota gets the quick roll up. Um, you know you're talking about Jack Gallagher's quick finish. This match was like ninety seconds maybe. Um. And I, yeah. I thought they're getting Lacey over as, like, you know, not a Shayna Baszler-type heel, but, you know, a legitimate heel who's, you know, going to win the majority of her matches. And, man, she looked super inept. Um, I know the... Yeah, this... Sorry, I was just going to say, I know the focus was to get Shayna and Ember out there, but... Right. Just kind of surprising. Um, it kind of just said to me, like, you know, we, we saw Lacey live, um... And she was solid. Yeah. And you know everything she did. Yeah, she's got uh, the technically. Look. Yeah. yeah, it was it was smooth. Um, uh, like what you know her in ring stuff, but it wasn't. It wasn't memorable. Um, from from an aspect of like, oh, remember that move? Right. Um, if I could if I could just put that out there. I mean, she she it could be something where they they kept her, they kept her in her box of what works. And maybe she's, you know, she's working on her character now. And then, uh, you know, off screen, she's going to get a little bit better here or there. Um, I don't know if Dakota showed us that, you know, she's more than green. Because uh, all we saw was a roll-up. But, um, you know, it's still, it, it, it's something to me where I think I just thought, I, I, I you have to, like, re rethink everything after we watch NXT Live and go, okay, it's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no, like Lacey losing like that means there's something going on we don't know, which means she's probably still working on making herself a better in-ring performer. Um, and that's that's disappointing for me because I loved her promos so much at NXT Live, and yeah. I, you know, just like you, uh, I think I instantly became a fan. Uh, but that just means you know we've got something to look forward to, and I I, I think uh, as we roll up to WrestleMania, I think I think this is something we're used to. Um, with NXT pay-per-views, I think I think sometimes these feuds go on for too long. Uh, some of them. And it just kind of turns into, all right, I, I think it's okay if Finn Balor loses now. Like, he, that's it, enough. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just kind of starts to feel like that. Like, um, I, and I think eventually, too, we're going to see uh, Cien Almas it's gonna be like all right this guy still has the title seriously because i mean these you know you think about it too you got to go quite a while between you're going like three months in between these um special shows or whatever where everything you know comes down so it's it's just they're they're building up you know this this is something too that was filmed way before our nxt live show so that's that's another thing to keep in mind that maybe we've seen a lacy that is performing better, uh, but, e- but either way, um, like you said, the the whole reason for this was to keep the the feud of Ember and Shayna going. And um, I don't know. It looks to me, if I had to th- if I had to put out a guess, 
Shayna's winning that title from Ember. Um, That's okay. I think when you see the face get a little too aggressive, you start building that storyline of them not the, focusing. Yeah, the only you know on on getting the victory like like Ember before was like I'm still Ember Moon. Yeah, and she'd get the victory, and now it's like all right, you've gone too far. I'm gonna kick. Well, your they do effing, a yeah, you know. they do a series of matches. Um, that's why I, I feel like Shayna might win, and it's it just stinks for Ember because that means she's probably not gonna be showing up on Raw or SmackDown the night after. Um, but you know what? You know what you just reminded me of? I'm glad you brought up Shayna again. Did you notice uh, in WWE programming in the like last week or so, there's been two or three wrestlers who've gone out of their way to target their opponent's arms, and they're all trying to do that spot that Shayna does where she has your arm pinned down and then she stomps on it. Yeah, Lacey actually did that too. At, uh, Gallagher did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't know. Uh, I kind of think that stinks because I feel like... Did she invent that? Uh, probably, I'm sure that you know somebody else has done Is it before. Is this like everybody but... stealing, the, stealing the DDT from Jake the Snake? Well, what bothers me about it is I, I thought it was kind of a really you know violent move that set her apart. It kind of reminded me of the like the Randy Orton punt. You know what I mean? I kind of yeah. wanted that to be Shayna's because I still associate that with her. Um I don't know, it's, hopefully we don't also see a bunch of people start incorporating, like, a curb stomp or something like that, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, we had, uh, we had one more tag match, too, in NXT, um, you know, for the Dusty Rhodes Classic Tournament, um, Tino, Sabatelli, and Riddick Moss versus Sanity. I don't think anyone in their right mind thought Sanity was gonna lose, but is it, (laughs) is it kind of weird how, like, over as a heel Tino is? He got the most, uh, like passionate reaction that match where people just say tino sucks and then all he did was point at his abs and be like no i don't (laughs) (laughs) you know for a guy who's getting like no mic time barely any match time uh you know he's sharing it with sabatelli uh, or uh sorry moss um good for him uh actually getting some passionate crowd to eat there good for him and that's something too, where he's—it's kind of one of those things. Like maybe if you know this is going to turn into an easy sanity victory, like you're—you know—you're just begging, please, just give me a moment where I can react to these fans and try and do something on TV so I yeah. can be something here. Because I, there's nothing that you know. This this is one where if I'm watching it on my phone, I could, you know, do some do some work. Let turn up the sound on sunny in philadelphia like you knew you knew it was gonna happen here and you knew it wasn't gonna be i don't know super great yeah it's an established tag team with their own entrance versus the tag team is just two guys full names like those they didn't really have a shot i i wouldn't be shocked if someone could go through every single tag match of all time and not find a match that resulted just like this one yeah, I think. I mean, move for move. I think like, like it I wasn't think bringing anything. that up is why it's so shocking to see Tino get a reaction like he did. Like, wow, yeah. that's really out of nowhere. Um, and it's something that happened when. Uh, don't want to pat ourselves on the back too hard, but when we saw NXT live in Detroit. <laughs> um, but uh, we still. This was a stacked NXT, dude. Like we didn't even get to Adam Cole, baby, uh, fighting yeah. Pete Dunne. Um, of course they, Which of I, course they knocked it out of the park. Those guys are, you know, two of the best, you know, young wrestlers you could think of. Yeah, it was shame on me because I started thinking, 
Oh my god, is is Adam Cole going to win? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and it wasn't it wasn't just because uh you know, it's not like he was outperforming Pete. Um I think if you watch that match, you saw who the dominant force was. Oh, was man. Pete. Yeah. But Adam Cole is a, an amazing you know, performer. Yeah. Sports entertainment. I I, I think he really is, like, as much as I said this on our last episode, as much as everybody loves him for being the pro wrestler he is, I think he is the ultimate sports entertainer. And he proved that again, and everything he was doing was making me think, oh, my gosh. Yeah. We're getting a new champ. Yep. Oh. He's losing his title. We got a new match for, you know, uh, the takeover. Yep. And it just, you know, it didn't turn it's, out that way. But You know, it's one of those matches that's a home run because it gets both guys over um yeah like even though adam cole lost you could see where you know one or two you know uh different outcomes for some uh sequences he would have won uh but pete dunn is man is that guy good um yeah i don't like he didn't even have to really rely on false finishes like his his offense looked good and a lot of that you know you got to give credit to adam cole too um i want to i want to say the sequence was adam cole was doing some knife edge chops and when it when it was Pete Dunn's turn, man, it looked like Adam Cole got like blasted by a shotgun. He went flying back <laughs> into the turnbuckle, and they were in like the center of the yeah. ring, and he went flying back like that. It looked like a stunt shot from like an X Men movie, like somebody taking a punch, you know, from like Colossus or Juggernaut. Um, and Adam Cole sold it like a champ. Um, what I really well yeah, this is one one other Go one on. other nuance I really like too is. Um, you know, like when we saw Cole in person at NXT Live in Detroit, um, <laughs> he was kind of goofing around, being a kid. You know, kind of you know sticking his thumb in his nose and wiggling his fingers at his opponent, and you know calling out you know feats of strength. But in this match, he didn't even do the Adam Cole baby spot. Like he was just focused trying to win a belt. So I think that was just a cool little wrinkle that he threw in there to you know show some. Um, um you know professionalism like this belt actually matters like he wanted to actually win he wasn't there to just upstage somebody you know yeah that's a good point i actually i didn't even catch that to be honest i it's you know something i appreciate and i i I hope wwe doesn't penalize the guy for you know not being you know brandy orton six foot five um no he will be (sighs) i know his best bet is to stick in NXT forever and just own the NXT championship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. We can't. We can't talk him up enough. We're just. We're. We're big fans. Um, and we still didn't even get to the main event, um, where Alistair Black came out and signed his contract oh. for the. Um, I I still consider Pete Dunne for the well the main event. I I had yeah. a lot of fun with that. Um, Alistair Black is a man of few words. Um, he got one of the biggest pops of the night after uh, Tino getting Tino sucks, um, and the um, Otis, you know, drinking out of the solo cup. Um, yeah. Alistair Black in uh, Selena Vegas's face, taking a squat and just sitting right in front of her, and then saying, "You know, now, now we're on the same level. Now you can continue." Uh, <laughs> the crowd loved it, man. Um, and then she got a big wind up and a slap on him. So, yeah, I'm looking at the still image right now of where he was still holding the mic before it the whole thing went to shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then just a cool little uh, send-off, you know, where he makes a comment about her showing up alone, and he says, I didn't. And then we get to see Candace, you know, Ray hit the ring, you know, Gargano's wife, and get some get some socks in on uh, on Vega. Yeah, that that was pretty sweet. I I I think I think for both of them, um, it'll be a fun start uh, for probably a a quick little feud leading up to NXT. You know, we'll we'll see something go down there. It's you know, it'll be a feud to carry on longer, but I, 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 you know, I think they're sticking, she's going to stick to her role, and it'll just be a cute little fight um, to get both of their career, their wrestling careers going. I, I don't think it's going to be that long. I think it, when I say cute, I mean, it'll be short. Um, but but it, it is fun to see that stuff get started, and it, it's a good use of their time, too. Like, that's that's something that can't be ignored is NXT they like i said they they can they can have these feuds go on for way too long and part of that is because of how long they go between um special shows see uh but on top of that they also have this responsibility of only having an hour and to fit all this stuff in there and they knock two things out of the park is they get uh alistair and cn almas all set and then they can also get uh zelina and candace all set so it's pretty smart booking yeah, I mean, like, you know, usually on Raw you got to stuff every single person on there. And I, you, you keep saying, you know, uh, the, the feuds go on for too long. I, I, I don't, I don't generally feel that way because the way that these shows get spaced out, you know, in an hour you might only get to see, you know, two or three matches. Um, so you you do you know you get a break and then you get to you get to have that. Um, you know, absence makes the the heart grow fonder. So you you go, oh, you know, I didn't get to see, you know, Almas didn't even show up this week, the champion. Um, you know, my my our boy Velveteen Dream wasn't even on TV. Um, you know, characters like that, and that's okay because there was there was tons of tag team action going on. Um, you know, we got to see some yeah, of the but... ladies involved. We got to see Alistair. You still got to see Adam Cole and. You get... You gotta, like I'm not I'm not talking about seeing too much of these guys. I, I'm talking about a specific feud. So I, I just I, I totally understand what you're saying there, but I, I, I don't know like the Sami Zayn stuff right when NXT started, and a part of that, you know, like now we could make the argument the roster's so loaded that you know now they're giving us another title, so they feel like they have so much talent now that they can't just have it go down with the uk championship nxt and a tag championship they have to they have to have this other thing i can't remember if they even named it yet but you know that I was think they, i think hour. yeah i think they named it the secondary belt <laughs> oh nice no <laughs> i don't know what it is <laughs> um but you know like that's that's uh the situation's different i think they have a lot more talent i think they can be more diverse in their selection um definitely helps right now that we 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 don't necessarily have a long feud going because even drew mcintyre's been out for a while uh because of his injury yep. so there wasn't anything that could keep going for for him um and then they've again they've just been loaded with all these riches that they 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 weren't forced to do any pay-per-views that were three you know you do three straight matches for a title or have one guy fight for the title and three straight pay-per-views that's nine months that's to me that's i mean that's where i'm coming from is that i mean when people that's too long. when they toot the horn of like new japan that's how they do it over there 
um, like like title reigns, they're not like a week or a month. It's usually like a year, at least. Um, yeah, and I I, I don't know. Uh, to me, I I understand that that I don't know. We don't watch it, so. Well, I it's think if you want to see an in. example of what happens the other way, like look at when the Intercontinental title wasn't around the Miz, um, and it was just switching hands between like Dolph and Dean and uh, Baron yeah. Corbin and Luke Harper, and it, it just diminishes the value of it. Um, so I think sustained championship runs, I'm okay with. And no, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm I'm sour on sustained championship runs. And I mean, you're not having defense like title defenses every week you you only have a couple opportunities to do it um so if at the top of your program you you know have the same character you know get another shot or two Uh, i'm not that upset i mean well i i i think when we see alistair black i i would be astounded if he lost at takeover um but i don't I, i don't know if Almas has the charisma to keep doing this for you know, like two or three takeovers in a row. I, I think Black, they would want to put him kind of through the gauntlet of NXT's best. Um, you know, like Dream, uh, Cole, uh, Ricochet, EC3. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be great. So, I, I, I think Almas, Almas, sorry, Almas is a tough example because, you know, they had to bring in Vega to kind of help, you know, be his mouthpiece. Um, but I think once they get past that, I, I think it's kind of fun to, you know, if, if it's a if it's a money feud, you know, you like watching them fight. Uh, I don't have that big. I see where you're coming from, but I don't have that big of a beef with it. I, I kind of like that. Um, I kind of like that angle to it. But we're we're pushing an hour and Fine. a half. Uh, yeah, we gotta go. We gotta we we gotta let them go. Um, so yeah, top moments of the week for me. Um, the heavy machinery spot just made me laugh my ass off. Uh, Grand Metalik yeah. in the corner. And then my favorite moment was that weird Shane McMahon groaning sound he made after he took a power bomb from Kevin Owens. Oh, God, we forgot to talk about that. <laughs> he sounded like, remember that YouTube video where that lady was stomping grapes and she fell out of the bucket? Uh-huh. That's exactly what yeah. he sounded like. I- I couldn't decide if it was good acting or if it was just over the top ridiculous. Like to me, whew, like I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> it was, it was, and, and then, and then I wanted to turn it off. Like I was like, I can't. What are they doing? They're doing a close up on Shane while he's making that uh-huh. sound. Like I, uh, I don't want to watch this. Ugh. I know. What if he actually got hurt? <laughs> That's the sound. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you gotta do. Uh our only hot tag of the whole show i gave you my three what were your three big moments this week um braun Strowman winning was fun i know you didn't like it um it was fun but i just feel bad for those you know eight guys who are are nothing but go ahead i think well it's one of those things too where we were trying to figure out what do you do with braun and now and now at least we have you know we have we have an answer and then and then uh i i just i loved adam cole and pete like we were just talking about and then roderick strong and cedric alexander um so out of the norm where i usually write articles about um my matches that were just heavy on the uh the sports entertainment aspect side of things uh these were all great pro wrestling matches and uh 
you haven't watched them yet, do yourself a favor. Sit down. And it, it, I, I mean, shoot. 30 minutes, I think, from start to end of these, you know, the actual bout tops. Yeah. So you don't have to take too much time. Put it on one and a half speed. It'll be good. You might have to put this podcast episode at like two and a half speed. <laughs> this was a long one. Yeah. Thanks for sticking yeah, around. Yeah, this is a long one. We appreciate it, everybody. Um, another great episode. Matt was kind of a little toasty the whole time. It's going on a little trippy poo, which is why this episode's coming out a day early. Bye bye. But, yep. Boom. <laughs> he did do that. Yep. Come on. All right. Yep. Ah. All right. Ooh. That's my All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Boop. <laughs>